morning, everybody. You can grab a seat. Glad to see you. Thanks for being here this Easter morning. Happy Easter. How's everybody doing? Everybody doing all right? Good. Woo. Yay. Yeah. Everybody dressed in their Easter finest. It's great to see Christ City all dressed up. And so um, I was told that this is my, uh, my once-a-year tuck-in, so this is all you get. This is about as fancy as it gets, my poor wife. Um, but, hey, seriously, though, we're glad to be here to worship together, glad we could be together both here in this place and on Zoom uh, on this very special day, a day that's, that uh, means a lot to our faith family and to um, every family of faith around the world. And so, um, so I don't have a lot of announcements um, uh, other than just a couple of quick little things before we jump in. Uh, one... Um, just remember that in a couple weeks, we're going to have our first corporate fasting. Uh, we're going to invite everybody on April 14th to fast together. Uh, and in those that are able to, we're going to come into this space that evening for a time of prayer and worship to break our fast with communion. So um, April 14th, you'll get a few, uh, some more communication about that. If you don't, get the weekly emails about stuff. That's where all the, the information is going to be. Um, so please let me know. I'll make sure that you, you get all the information you need. Also, coming up on the 17th of April, uh, there is going to be a woman's brunch. Uh, thanks to uh, Maria and Rachel. They're organizing that at Smoky Rose. So for those ladies who want to be a part of uh, a women's brunch on the 17th, go ahead and save the date. There'll be more details to come over the next week or so uh, with our SVPs and all that kind of stuff. And so we just wanted to save the date. Again, April 14th, fasting. April 17th, feasting. Um, we've got, we, we bring it all together as a faith family. So, um, so have that on your calendar. And, um, and that's what we've got coming up for us. Uh, but today, today, again, is a very special day. Today is Easter Sunday. It's a day that uh, literally hundreds of millions of men and women around the globe gather together to celebrate that Jesus is alive. And that's what we're going to do today. We're going to spend the morning in scripture and in song, in prayer and in communion, uh, remembering, rejoicing, commemorating the fact that Jesus died for our sins, but the fact that Jesus also lives, and because he lives, we can live too. And so will you pray with me and ask the Lord to help center us on that reality, to help us be aware of his living presence that is still among us in his spirit, uh, and allow us to worship him, setting our minds, attentions, and hearts, affections upon our risen King and Savior. Pray with me. Father, we are grateful for your mercy and kindness, that you so love the world that you sent your only son to die, that we might live. And that we thank you, Father, for your power, that your son is not dead, but is living. And because he lives, we can live too, now and forever, in your presence, by your power and your spirit. So I pray over these few moments that we have together, uh, Lord, as we come together with all of our Easter plans afterwards, Father, Lord, that you would allow us to be in this space, Father, just aware of your living presence, that you would fill our hearts and minds in such a way that as we leave from this time, Father, Lord, we go as ones, uh, Lord, fully in union with you, fully in step with you, because your son lives and walks with us still. All this we pray with great hope and excitement um, for what is before us because we know what has happened, because Jesus has died and he lives again. And so it's in his name we pray. Amen. To, um, to kick our gathering off, um, to help us enter into a time of worship, we've asked both Sam and Kate um, to read a psalm for us. So Sam's going to start that out for us on Zoom. Go ahead, Sam. Okay, thanks to the Lord for he is good. For the steadfast love endures forever. Let the redeemed for the Lord say so, whom he has redeemed from the hand of the enemy and gathered from the lands, from the east and from the west and from the, no from the north and from the south. 
Some wandered in desert wastes, finding no way uh, to a city to dwell in. Hungry and thirsty, their soul fainted within them. Then they cried to the Lord in their trouble and delivered them from their distress. He led them by a straight way till they reached the city, a city to dwell in. Let them thank the Lord for his steadfast love, for his wondrous works to, to the children of humanity. For he satisfies in longing soul. In the hungry soul, he fills with good things. He turns a desert into pools of water, a parched land to springs of water. And there he lets the hungry dwell, and they establish a city to live in. They sow fields and plant vineyards and get a fruitful weed. By his blessing, they multiply greatly, does not let their livestock diminish. Whoever is wise, let them attend to these things. Let them consider the steadfast love of Thank you, Kate. Thank you, Sam. I want to invite everyone to stand. As Jeremy mentioned, and as we just read in the Psalms together, Today we come together not only with um, the whole world, the whole Christian world, to celebrate our risen Savior. We come together with all of creation, all of heaven and all of earth. The heavens and the earth rejoice. The coming of our King, His life, His death, His living. Let's sing this together.
Father, we thank you for your son, Jesus. We thank you for what every year this Sunday means for us, what it brings to us, what it gives to us in the life and the death and the now living Jesus. And so, Lord, we just pray over the next few moments, may we be, uh, may we enter into worship. May your spirit fill us with new life as it did your son. And may we walk out of here just a bit different than when we got here, uh, resting, walking, living in the weight of glory that is your risen son, Jesus Christ. We pray for his love and his grace to wash over us this morning. Be with us in Christ's name. Amen. This is a reading from a couple different chapters in Revelation. Fear not, says Jesus. I am the first and the last and the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys that open and lock death's doors and hell's gates. Are your ears awake? Listen. Listen to the spirit blowing through the churches. I am about to call each conqueror, the one who overcomes, the ones who overcome to dinner. I'm spreading a banquet of tree of life fruit, a supper plucked from God's orchard. Here, Christ's conquerors are safe from devil and death. Here, I'll give the sacred manna to every overcomer. I'll also give a white stone with a new name written on the stone that no one knows except the one who receives it. Here, I'll make each conqueror a pillar in the sanctuary of my God, a permanent position of honor. Then I'll write names on you, the pillars, the name of my God, the name of God's city, and my new name. Conquerors, those who overcome by holding fast to Jesus, inherit all this. I'll be God to them, they'll be sons and daughters to me. Thank you, Tina. Easter Sunday arrives uh, every 12 months or so, give or take a few weeks. Uh, Our first Easter Sunday together as a faith family um, over eight years ago was actually in March. And so, but uh, as the calendar goes, Easter kind of arrives sometime um, within the end of March, 1st of April. Um, Unlike its... um, it's more prestigious Christian holiday Christmas, the one that everybody gets together for. It doesn't hold a claim to a specific calendar date. Um, but, but the thing about Easter is, while there's traditions and practices and packagings of this holiday have shifted here and there over the years, this rhythmic ritual of gathering on Easter morning with our be- other believers to commemorate Jesus' death and resurrection, as literally millions are, are doing around the world today, is, is absolutely nothing new, right? We knew Easter was coming up. We didn't maybe know what day it was last year, what Easter was going to be this year, like we do Christmas every year. But we knew it was coming. We knew that it would arrive on the calendar at some time. You coupled this calendar inevitability of this day with the fact that what is said here this morning and among faith families throughout the globe will be no novel revelation, no fresh information, nothing new. Um, and it's easy to wonder, then, why all the fuss about Easter? I mean, we all love bunnies and we love eggs, right? But, like, what, what makes Easter a big deal? And it's not so difficult, then, to speculate um, why so many care so little beyond maybe family habits around Easter. 
In a moment in history when the new thing is the only thing, think about the newest post is the only post you see, the newest cause, the only cause to consider, the newest solution, the only solution. Easter is old news. It's 2,000 plus year old news to be exact. Easter Sunday, with all its fun and pastels, offers the world nothing new to talk about, nothing new to use, and nothing new to sell. And yet, the reason that for 2,000 years, billions of Jesus followers have gathered to celebrate Jesus dead and alive is that the first Easter morning changed everything. And that change is still underway. What we will say and celebrate today may not be new to the world, may not even be new to us. We've probably heard this a thousand times, hundreds of thousands of times maybe. But it is a completely different world because Jesus lives. We live in a world that's completely different because Jesus lives. As you know, our faith family has recently been immersed in the pastoral words of Jesus to his church in the book of the Revelation. It's one of the most fascinating and confusing books in our Bible, uh, it's a book meant to encourage patient endurance in, complete, in this completely different world that Jesus' death and resurrection has brought us um, to live in. A world in which Jesus' followers are conquerors. That is, there's the ones who have overcome the assault of evil and the evil one, not by force, but by faith lived. Not by efforts, but by Christ's effort. Patiently enduring the realities of tribulation and kingdom experienced at the same time. Their motivation to hold fast to faith in Jesus, who is the first and the last, the living one who died and is alive forevermore, is a reunion of sorts. God and humanity dwelling together again, but dwelling together differently. The imagery invoked in the passages that Tina read for us is unmistakable, as it's drawn from the Old Testament descriptions of what's called sacred space. Space where humanity and divinity dwell together in harmony. It's where our scriptures started. They started in sacred space. And they're moving back towards it. The tree of life, whose fruit provides the divinity of diversity of delights in a banquet with God's orchard, is no other than the place that Eden of Genesis, it's just a, a Eden reimagined. Again, this is where our story starts. God and humanity together, walking in harmony, step, in, step by step. This is the birthplace of life, a dwelling where all is good and very good, and where we are safe from the devil's lies and actions, which threatened our first parents. And even the judgment of our acceptance of those lies and actions. A dwelling secure from all that brings about loss of life in its fullness. That's the first promise that Jesus gives. Jesus alive gives. Here in this reunion of God and his children through Jesus dead and alive, we are given sacred manna. The very bread that provides life truly and fully when nothing else is available or will satisfy. In this renewed sacred space, the manna is not portioned out and limited because of our propensity to hoard as our faith lineage did on the way from bondage to the promised abundance. No, it's enjoyed without fear or loss or limit. In this sacred space of reunion of God and humanity and harmony, we know who we really are. The sins and misfortunes, trespasses and evils, things done to us, things that we do, things that people say we are, which most often, which most of us get is our twisted sense of identity from, naming us in ways our birth certificates never could, these names are whited out. The name rewritten and received cannot be known or given by another human, not by circumstances or by spirit, but only by the one who wrote us into life in the first place. Taking what has been marred by our minds in this world, he hands to us, gives us to grasp and know who we truly are without shame. The naming or judgment 
stays with him. It's never given back to us. Here in the reunion, is, it's a no temporary state, but a permanent dwelling. Unlike the first Eden, the first place in which God and man dwell together, there is no end. Rather than God building a place for us to dwell in, we are built into his place of dwelling. Think about that. How amazing is that? Instead of God making for us a garden for us to dwell in, God makes us his dwelling place. Builds us as pillars of his temple, his sanctuary, his holy ground. We become the very place in which God dwells. Pillars clearly marked as his workmanship and artistry, which no tyranny, greed, lust, or laziness can deny. And no idol or evil can claim as their own, for they're clearly marked with the name of our God, the name of his city, and the name of the Savior. Jesus, the sacrificial lamb, slain on Good Friday and alive on Easter morning, says that this reunion is the inheritance of those who patiently endure with him the dual experience of tribulation and kingdom until there is only kingdom. Right? That's what we long for. That's what Easter reminds us to long for. That's what Easter allows us to hope for. That there won't just be tribulation and kingdom, but there will be tribulation that leads to just kingdom. The union with God as sons and daughters in sacred space, a world completely different because Jesus lives, is the final image of the revelation. A picture of the reversal of sin's curse, which came in that first sacred space. The accursed darkness of death in the little daily ways, as well as the death forever. The final image, the city of Psalm 107 that Sam and Kate read for us, is a city to which we are led to by the straight way until we reach it. We are led there by the way, the truth, and the life himself. A city where those things that diminish life, deserts, um, um, scraping for, for food and hunger, those things which make life a tribulation are resurrected. They're transformed into things that make life abundant. That's what the psalmist was saying. That's what Sam and Kate testified to for us. And this is the, the image that God gives us at the end of the revelation. Revelation 22 says, Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, bright as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb through the middle of the street of the city, that same city of Psalm 107, the city which we've been led to, gathered into, written into. And also in this city, along this river, on either side of the river, the tree of life, with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month perpetually, never ceasing life. The leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. No longer will there be anything accursed. No deserts, but deserts turned to springs of water. No hunger, but hungry, satisfied. No fields barren, but fields ripe with fruit. No wondering if we are going to have to, um, to be stolen away, in life stolen away from us by the enemy, but safe from all that would kill, steal, and destroy. No longer will there be anything accursed, but... Something completely different. But the throne of God and the Lamb will be in it. And his servants will worship him. They will see his face and his name will be on their foreheads. And night will be no more. They will need no light of a lamp or sun for the Lord God will be their light and they will reign forever and ever. It's a beautiful image, right? A world completely different because Jesus lives amongst us. His throne, God's throne right there in the middle of the city that we dwell in, giving light, shedding light, making sure we know who we are and where we are at all times. We know whose we are, 
and what life is before us at all times. How amazing that is to be in that place. But here's the thing. The death and resurrection of Jesus does not merely prove for us an end, does not merely give us a conclusion to hope for, but also a promise to experience a whole life today in the middle of kingdom and tribulation. On either side of the river, the tree of life with its 12 kinds of fruit, yielding its fruit each month, says John as he sees this vision. Notice the tree of life. The first promise from Jesus to his churches is on both sides of the river of life. Life now and life forever. Its fruit is substance and delight of harmony with God and others. Fruit born from the Spirit which indwells us already now. A guarantee, a guarantee, that's what Paul calls the Spirit, that we will have forever what we long for, but also a producer of substance and delight today. As Paul would say, that we can, we can enjoy the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, and self-control. That's not a vision for the end. That's a vision for now, a taste of the end. In the vision, we also see that the leaves of the tree were for the healing of the nations. Notice that the leaves, again, are for nations, people, and places, not already healed, but in the process of being so. What need are healing leaves when you're already in the promised land? Healing experienced on the way, through the way, to the city, not just at our arrival. That's the image that we have of Jesus at the very last of the revelation. The reversal of curses of separation and rebellion, those ills and evils which pull us and the world apart as we bite and devour one another, scraping for everything we think we must claim as ours against theirs. This reversal, this healing, this transformation is what the death and resurrection of Jesus brings even now. Easter reminds us of this great future vision, but also a vision that we get to live in now. A union of God and humanity that bears fruit in our everyday roles and relationships. A, a reality that heals the nations, even ours, and sees peace amid the chaos. A world completely different. All because Jesus lives. Well, one day will be all that we know is today something we can only taste. And Easter's a reminder of that taste. But we can taste it. And that's what we celebrate today, right? That while we long for something more, while we long for something totally new, something new and fresh, we have this old news that everything's changed and that we can take a bite of the change today. So let us say in union with the Spirit in the millions of Jesus followers around the world today, the Spirit and the Bride say this in Revelation 22. Come, and let the one who hears say, come, and let the one who is thirsty come, and let the one who desires take the water of life without price. Oh, come, Lord Jesus. Will you pray with me? Jesus, you have said to your churches and to us today, fear not, for you are the first and the last and the living one. You died, and today we come to celebrate you as alive forevermore. Though we've done this a thousand times, Father, hundreds of times, dozens of times at minimal, <laughs> and while we've heard this over and over again, and while the news is not new, may it be fresh. Heavenly Father, you sit your Son. We know him as Jesus. 
He came to love, heal, and forgive. He lived and died to buy our pardon. An empty grave is there to prove our Savior lives. Because he lives, we can face tomorrow. Because he lives, all fear is gone. Because we know he holds the future, and life is worth the living just because he lives. And one day, Lord, we'll cross the river. We'll fight life's final war with pain. And then, as death gives way to victory, we'll see the lights of glory, and we'll know fully that he reigns. Because Jesus lives, we can face tomorrow. Because Jesus lives, all fear is gone. Because Jesus lives and we know he holds the future. And life is worth the living just because Jesus lives. Amen. You guys can stand up. We're going to sing real quick.
trouble with the camera over here, so I'm going to stand right here for a second, Chaz. Sorry to be in your way. Um, because, as we just sang, the lamb that was slain is also the lamb living who enjoys the reunion that you and I long for. He already is sitting on his throne, already in harmony with our God and Father Creator, the already ruling. Those who die with Jesus can live like Jesus. That's what we believe. The Apostle Paul describes this completely different world because of Jesus this way. He says in Romans 6, this is what happened in baptism. When we went under the water, we left the old country of sin behind. When we came up out of the water, we entered into a new country of grace. A new life in a new land. Sacred space. The very thing that we long for. That's what baptism into the life of Jesus means. And we were lowered into the water. It is like the burial of Jesus. And we were raised out of the water. It was like the resurrection of Jesus. Each of us is raised into a light-filled world by our Father so that we can see where we're going in our new grace-sovereign country. Could it be any clearer? Our old way of life was nailed to the cross with Christ. A decisive end to the sin-miserable life. No longer it sends every beck and call. What we believe is this. If we get included in Christ's sin-conquering death, we also get included in His life-saving resurrection. We know that when Jesus was raised from the dead, it was a signal of the end of death as the end. Never again will death have the last word. When Jesus died, He took sin down with Him. But alive, He brings God down to us. This, says Paul, is what Jesus did. And that's why we celebrate Easter. So through the symbols of a broken body and shed blood, let us confess what Jesus did in love and receive what Jesus gives by grace through faith. Will you read this with me? <laughs> Having been buried with Jesus in baptism, we were raised with him through faith. Faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. 
We who were dead in our trespasses, God made alive together with him, having forgiven us all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us and its demand for our lives. This Jesus set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed every spiritual tyrant and sham authority and put them to open shame by triumphing over them through death and resurrection. Because he died, we live. Because he lived, we live like him. In Jesus' name.
That's where the action is. See things from his perspective. Your old life is dead. Your new life, which is your real life, even though invisible to spectators, is with Christ in God. He is your life. You're done with that old life. It's like a filthy set of ill-fitting clothes you've stripped off and put in the fire. Now you're dressed in a new wardrobe. Every item of your new way of life is custom made by the Creator. So chosen by God for this new life of love, dress in the wardrobe God picked out for you. Compassion, kindness, humility, quiet, strength, discipline. And regardless of what else you put on, wear love. It's your basic all-purpose garment, never be without it. Letting the peace of Christ keep you in tune with each other and step with each other as we follow Jesus together because he lives. Let's pray together. Lord, be with us in the coming week. We thank you for Easter. We thank you for the glorious resurrection in Jesus Christ, that his life is now ours, that he lives, and so do we. Lord, we, we just thank you this morning for the great reversal. He takes what was ours and gives us what is his. Lord, as far as the east is from the west, our sins will be remembered no more. We've been washed, we've been cleansed. Lord, I pray that we would rejoice in that this morning, that in a risen Jesus Christ, what is old, what is ancient, what is eternal and forever would be ours here and now in our present lives in the coming week. Lord, renew our hearts, renew our minds, and may we rise with Jesus. It's in his name we pray, amen.